if you're listening and you're saying to yourself, well, this is overwhelming and I know I have a lot of these changes to make and Krista, you sound unrealistic in telling me to just like zero in on one meal a day. Like how the hell could one meal a day get me closer to where I wanna go? I'm pushing back on you to say, well, you haven't tried that approach yet. Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. What's up, Fix listeners? Welcome back to our latest episode of the Fix podcast. I'm your host, Christy Huber. And if you're listening to this episode live the exact day that it comes out, we are just one week away from Thanksgiving. And I've been hitting on this theme over the course of the last few weeks, last few episodes, in conversations on social media. Um, and I wanted to just kind of bring it home today and talk about the fact that this is the perfect time of year for everybody to push their goals aside and make the point that, oh, I can just wait until January. But instead of encouraging you not to wait until January, I'm going to talk about the consequences of making that decision. And I want to frame up this entire conversation and this perspective around the following idea, around the idea that the decisions that you make on a daily basis stacked up over time ultimately inform and create the person you will show up as a year from now, two years from now, maybe even just two weeks from now, if we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. So that's today's topic. But before we get into that, I am very excited to share that we are dropping a early Black Friday special for the Fitness Fix Coaching. I've never done this before, and I'm excited to do this this year as we move into year three of the Fitness Fix brand. We celebrated our second year anniversary of the Fitness Fix as a coaching company um, in October. So we're moving into year three and we are very close to celebrating two years under our belt for the Fix podcast, which is so cool. So lots of exciting celebrations coming your way and we are going to be launching some really, really cool options and some great new additional coaching options going into 2023. But if you wanna get a head start on that and get access to it at a discounted rate before pricing goes up, if you're listening to this right now, stop whatever you're doing. You can keep letting the episode run. But if you are able to pick up your phone and you're not driving, I want you to shoot me a DM. If you like everything you have to hear throughout today's conversation, I'm going to push you to take immediate action. Why? Because that's extremely relevant to the rest of this conversation. If not now, then when? That's a theme we'll be going back to. And hey, a little bit of a promotion, not always a bad reason to kind of push yourself, incentivize yourself a little bit more to get started on a program. So for those of you who had the pleasure of joining our awesome masterclass on Monday night, the 14th, we talked a lot about how to handle your Thanksgiving plate, how to handle the holidays, how to handle the food decisions you're making, maybe family members who like to comment on the food decisions you're making, and just really dove into very specific strategies and tools that you could literally bring to the dinner table to your relative's house to navigate those moments. And 
I gave you guys a little bit of a pre-release into this Black Friday special. So this Black Friday special is going to continue up through Cyber Monday, but after that, it will be gone and no longer available for the rest of 2022 and into 2023. So what are your options? If you are ready to commit, if you're ready to get started today, I am going to reward you for actually raising your hand. Anybody who wants to sign up for the Fitness Fix one-on-one coaching program with yours truly, if you do so before Cyber Monday, so again, if you're listening to this live, you still got a couple days, got a little over a week, you'll get seven months of coaching for the price of six. All the details on exactly what's included and exactly what you get as a being a part of our community, I will fill in all of those gaps for you. We'll set up a time to connect, chat over the phone, especially if you've never had a conversation with me before. We can jump on Zoom too, but I will give you the full rundown if those are your big questions. And I want to make sure that you're a fit for this program too. So if you're really interested or you're finally ready to make the commitment to you to start off 2023 now and start it off really strong now so that you can show up as a different version of you by this time next year, go ahead, jump to the show notes or shoot me a DM. In the show notes, there's a link to my coaching application and that will cue me to reach out to you for booking that initial consult for us to chat and determine if you are a great fit for this program. And I hope that you are. If you want to talk back and forth a little bit about it before you fill out the application, connect with me on Instagram, go over to the Krista Hubert, or you can shoot me a message on our podcast account, which is the pod, And we can set up some time to chat, shoot me any question that you have. I'm happy to answer it via DM too. And let's go make this happen. So now that we've got that out of the way, here's what I want to talk about for the rest of this conversation. This is going to be another tough love, but hard question kind of conversation. I want you to really dig deep here as you're listening to this, whether you're on a walk, you're in the car, maybe you're playing this while you're multitasking, working, doing chores around the house, whatever it is. I want you to really, really ask yourselves the questions that I'm about to pose to you in the moment and take a little bit of time to reflect on everything that I'm saying and really reflect on the year. A lot of people will wait until December or wait until maybe like the last few weeks of December or early January to take some time to sit down, if at all, and assess how things went for them in 2022. And I'm the first to admit and raise my hand that I'm not the best about doing this either, but I practice what I preach. And in recording this episode, I'm also making a commitment that I am going to take a little stock and take a little bit of inventory of my goals and where I want to be headed into 2023. Now, when I ask myself this first question of what have I done over the course of 2022 to be able to show up as a different version, a new version of myself moving into this next year or comparing the Krista in November of 2021 versus the Krista in November of 2022, I am happy to say and proud of myself to say that I've done a lot. I've made changes to this podcast, like being in a new studio space. I have really recommitted to my own health and fitness goals. And I'm working on an episode where I'm going to walk through that entire journey because it's been a very interesting 18 months of a lot of changes, some positives or a lot of positives, I should say, and some bumps in the road. But I just want you to know that I'm with you and I feel you and I've been on this journey myself on more than one occasion and I get it. And if I had to look back on the last three years and zoom out even further, 
and asking myself the question, what have I done differently this year? What I'm most proud of is what I've done differently compared to 2020 and probably even 2019. And I think it's worth, I'll share half my story in this episode, going back that far to 2019. And the reason why is first and foremost, changes take time. And it's a matter of having new information presented to you, changes in your life that occur that might force you to alter your approach or ask you to really reconsider the way you're going about doing something and being honest as to whether it's working for you. And that's my story. My story has so much to do with this realization that just because something was great for me before in that saying it was great, I got the results I wanted. I felt really positive about my body. I looked in the mirror and I liked what I saw. That worked for a 23-year-old version of Krista. For the version of Krista that's closer to 30, it doesn't exactly work the same way. And if you listen to this and you're in your 40s or 50s, you might hear that statement and laugh and be like, oh, you have no idea. But I think it's all relative to the journey that you've been on and being able to take a minute to really think about who you were mentally, physically, what environment you were in, what was going on in your life. And these last three years have been very transformative for me personally, but I also know that a lot of people can relate to that sentiment because of how much our experience through COVID really changed our day-to-day routines. So whether you want to take this three years back, like I'm saying, or just the last 12 months or even shoot the last six months, I don't care. You can go micro. Here's where I want you to really, really think about how you make your decisions to move forward. Are you down to a micro level? Let's go as small as to think about what you had for breakfast this morning. If you're listening to this first thing in the morning and you're about to eat breakfast, perfect. How do you want to show up today in a way that is going to get you closer to the version of you that you desire. So using this breakfast example, I was just having a very similar conversation to this with a client maybe three, four days ago. And we were talking about the fact that this individual has been working with me for a while. And when she is honest with herself and truly analyzes her progress over that amount of time, there's a little bit of a push and pull going on. The push and pull being really around how she defines success from the outside, from maybe certain metrics like the scale or the way her clothes fit or body composition or energy levels, how she's sleeping. Someone may objectively look and say, hey, I don't know that you've made that much progress. And that's fair. We have the data to back it up. I'm a big data person. I really believe in using the data not to be able to convince ourselves of a certain story, but just to be able to be real with it and objective with it. And there's other half of the story though that deserves a ton of credit because it's the hard work. It's the work of what I'm describing with this breakfast example of her making the decisions, maybe not every single day, maybe not every single meal, but for the most part, let's call it 75% or even 50% of the time, that in that moment, she was assessing one or two things. The first being, how is this food or this food choice or this meal going to make me feel in the moment that instant gratification light bulb going off? Or the second, 
Is that decision propelling me forward? Is that decision getting me closer to the person I desire to be, to the person I aim to be, even in making the decision of signing up to work with a nutrition coach, right? Because, and I said this in our conversation when we were doing our client check-in, I said to her, I was like, you made the hardest decision. You took the first step. You raised your hand, you asked for help, and you acknowledged the fact that what you were doing before wasn't exactly working for you. And that's really hard because most people aren't even willing to have that conversation. And again, I said I was going to be tough in this episode. So if you're somebody who's been listening to my podcasts for a while, as long as three months or even longer, a year ago, a year and a half ago, if you go back to my episodes around the holidays from last year, maybe you don't remember everything I said, but at some point you were taking in that information. I want to know what the hell is stopping you. I really want to know if every week or every other week, you feel that some of this information resonates with you. What else do you need to hear? And it's actually not something you need to hear. What else do you need to convince yourself of that there's a reason why you listen to this podcast? Hopefully it's a value add. I wouldn't think you'd come back on a weekly basis or every other week, but what is going to be that game changer? for you to say to yourself, okay, I'm finally going to take that step. I'm going to send that message. Most of the time it's fear, which we will get into in a second. But going back to this client in this breakfast scenario, it's that balance. It's that yin and yang of, okay, maybe there's a certain meal in this example, we could talk about like pancakes or something that I know I really want to enjoy these pancakes, but is there an adjustment I can make to that food choice, which in my world and coming from a place of addition, not subtraction, coming from a place of abundance versus scarcity, it comes down to cool, pancakes are great, but why don't we take the pancakes and also include some egg whites and some eggs to get some protein mixed in with your carbohydrates. That was actually my exact breakfast I had this morning before recording this podcast episode. So in going through this with this client and you listening to this now as the listener of this show, how can you apply this to you? It's just a chance to like really kind of look at this under a microscope and then start to tally up the average on a regular basis. If you had to look at three weeks at a time, let's say, let's make it pretty small of the seven days in a week and then multiply that by another two weeks after that. Would you say that for all the breakfasts you ate, let's say you had 21 breakfast meals, were 20 of them thinking about the future version of you or were maybe like 10 of them thinking about the future version of you? I want you to sit with that for a second. The first response that I think the majority of people, if you've never worked with a coach before at any period in your life, you're probably like, I have no effing clue and that's okay. That's okay because that is so much of what we learn in working with a professional inside of the Fitness Fix program. The first phase that we go through after we ask for help is really around building awareness. It's around that amazing idea of managing things by actually measuring them. So it's okay if you don't know the answer to that question. But then there's the second layer of it. And if you ask yourself, okay, if it was 10 meals or 20 of those meals, or I was spot on for 21 out of those 21 meals, and you're really not sure where you fall in between there, or maybe you are, but you're not being honest. And if you were being honest, maybe you're saying to yourself, 
objectively speaking, I had mostly carbohydrates for all of those meals and caveat to all that. The only reason why that's a quote unquote problem is because my overall intake for the day didn't really include enough protein. It's not to say that carbs are bad in and of themselves. I love carbs, but it's all relative. It matters what else you chose to eat on each of those days. That said, I really like this idea of just focusing in on breakfast because it also shows you not only how these very small decisions on a day-to-day basis can influence who you're becoming, but it also shows you that we don't have to overcomplicate any of this stuff. Everybody out there who's, if I had a dollar, I say this a lot, but if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me, what do you think about intermittent fasting? What do you think about this? What do you think about keto? What do you think about that? They're all just different modalities trying to get you to the same place. Some of them 100% have a time and place. However, most of the time, I think they just add such a layer of confusion for the average person that it's like you're majoring in the minors, right? You're trying to convince yourself and tell yourself this story that, oh, well, like, before I tried to do this and I was successful for X amount of time and it was because I was, you know, restricting my calories or whatever it is. Cause at the end of the day, if you want to lose body fat, yeah, you do need to operate in a calorie deficit period. But you then tell yourself this other story that I don't really think is true. And it's the story of, oh, well, I couldn't stick to that. So it's not about the fact that I couldn't stick to it. It's more about the fact that I, just needed to try something else. And I needed to jump to the next thing. And, you know, my friend told me that she tried intermittent fasting and it really worked super well for her. And she's been able to do it for the last two years. So I'm going to go ahead and do that too. But here's the big thing you're missing in analyzing all of that. Your friend was really successful on intermittent fasting for two and a half years. She was really successful because she actually did it for two and a half years. It has honestly very little to do with what she did because the absolute best diet, the number one diet is as simple as the following criteria. Is it something you can adhere to for an extended period of time? That's more than six weeks. That's more than eight. That's probably more than three months. And if you want that damn lifestyle change that everybody is chasing all the time, It sure as hell is longer than any of those time periods that I just said. So take breakfast as your example, take lunchtime meals as your example. You could even split this up into your behavior. This is a common story for people. Your behavior Monday through Thursday, let's say, or even Friday, and then compare that to your behavior on the weekend. I like to call these people the weekend warriors, and I should say, I've been this person and this person, this type of weekend warrior who was kind of like, oh, I don't care what I do on the weekend. I was really great. I was so good all week long that I can just kind of go out and have fun. I've been, I've been her. So I can really relate to this example. And I'm speaking from the heart in describing this situation. Again, zooming out over the course of three weeks, just to keep the example going in three weekends, or let's zoom out to a month in the four weekends that you have in a month, whether you were great or okay or decent or whatever with your calorie intake over the course of Monday through Thursday or Friday-ish, if you have four weekends in a month and all four of those weekends, you are eating three, four meals out, 
not necessarily taking the time to go to the grocery store on a Sunday to meal prep going into your week. So then maybe all of a sudden it turns into your Monday behavior, not looking so hot. You're having multiple drinks. If you choose to do that, cool. But let's be real and recognizing that those are empty calories and it does impact how close you will get to certain fitness and nutrition goals within a certain period of time. If you have three out of four weekends where you're following everything I just described, no, then you are not showing up as the future version of yourself that you desire, unless you just don't want to change, which is fine too. But again, I have a feeling if you're listening to this podcast, you, there's a part of you that does. Let's say you show up as that person that I just described, maybe two weekends out of the month. Cool. That puts you two weekends ahead of the game. So arguably speaking, if again, we want to be super subjective about all of this, that might put you in a spot where every month you're two weeks closer to that version you want to show up as yourself as. And if every month you are two weeks closer, then guess what? Now you can say, hey, I am making these small decisions on a day-to-day that layer into a week-to-week, that layer into a month-to-month that are actually getting me to where I want to go. And that's the person who's allowed to be a little bit frustrated if they're not seeing the changes in the timeline that they expected to, or they're expectations don't really meet the reality. And again, where a coach can come in to kind of bring this all together and just give you a more realistic timeline. But that's the person who is being objective enough to show up and say, Hey, like I made a change. So I was the four week, four weekends out of the month kind of girl who was saying whatever, doing whatever, not really caring too much about how that might've impacted her week to week. So now I'm going to pair it back by two weekends. That's a material change. What's even better is when you explain it that way, it doesn't sound that bad. It actually sounds really easy and maybe I'm biased, but it worked for me because I've been there and I really focused more on the habits and the steps that I needed to take to show up differently. So It wouldn't be a productive podcast episode if I didn't also share some practical tips and tools and how you can start to make these changes. And that's one of them. It's first and foremost, there's like three wrapped up in there. So let's backtrack. First and foremost, it's starting to measure this information because again, I would be hard pressed to assume that there's, I don't know, maybe half of you out there have some kind of concept of this and the other half don't. So if you can't even answer the question, oh, well, Chris, I have no idea what my behavior is like on the weekends. I've never really paid attention to it. The first thing you can do is just start recording your food intake. If you start that now, even if you didn't sign up with a coach until January, even if you were like, you know what, I'm going to wait. If you collect that information for yourself for the next six weeks, here's what I can tell you. I would be able as your coach to hit the ground running with you on January 1st. Why? Because you have all this knowledge of your behavior and your food choices from the last six weeks that I can now pull off of and say, cool, this is your typical intake. Let's see what foods you typically enjoy eating. And then shit, on top of that, we have an exact framework of what you did in 2022 over the course of Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever holiday you celebrate, 
time off, vacations, extra work travel, trying to get things fit in before the end of the year and the end of the quarter. Now I know exactly how you showed up in that time period. And if I have that information, we can now start to build a new reality for you. We can now start to come up with an exact game plan so that by the time we get to September of 2023, or even by the time we get to August, or even by the time we get to October, because we don't even need to start thinking about it till then, that it's going to be so innate. And that's why we don't need to start thinking about it because we are going to change your behavior based off of the information that we have in front of us. And we are going to do it in a way that is systematic and just broken down into these, for lack of a better pun, bite-sized kind of chunks. And that's exactly how we can take the steps we need to so that you're not the person who's wondering why you haven't seen these results when really what you're questioning is why you can't stick to something. So that's my first suggestion. Just start writing down what the hell you're eating. Even if you're old school and you want to just put this in a note on your phone or even better, if you feel like, oh, I don't have the time for that. One, that's an excuse. But two, a really, really easy workaround for that. Everybody has a camera on their phone. Go take pictures of your food. Start taking pictures of your food every single day. Keep a little food journal. And when you're finally ready to raise your hand to work with a coach, again, here's all this awesome information because I have the perspective and I have the knowledge to be able to look at your plate of food and say, okay, that kind of looks like X amount of chicken. I don't see protein options at breakfast. So if I had a guess, this person's consuming about X amount of protein. And I can tell them that if we make this change when it comes to their protein intake, boom, they will begin to see results. That's it. Another option. This is, in my humble opinion, the best option you can take. Start coaching now because you need to be really real with yourself and say, hey, here we are. It's November, 2022. I had the same exact speech with myself in November of 2021. Maybe you had it in 2020. Maybe you even had it with yourself this September and now you're in November and you're like, oh, well, I keep telling myself this, but there's still something that's holding me back from pulling the trigger. And I think for a lot of people, it's the fear. And I mentioned a few minutes ago that I wanted to get back to this point. So I just made an Instagram post right before recording this, and it's probably indirectly influenced a lot of what I'm saying right now. So I'm actually going to pull it up and I'm going to read parts of it because I talked about the fear around not starting. And I think some of it is usually because of, like I said, in the last few minutes, you just don't really know where to start. But I think a lot of it is really more so around us not knowing what the outcome will be. And I think being afraid of not seeing those results. And here's exactly what I said. I said, what are you waiting for? Among a bunch of other things, but you can go read the post if you want to read it word for word. You are waiting out of fear. Fear that you believe the story that you're telling yourself. You believe you're not capable. You believe you're not capable of showing up. You believe that you're not capable of putting in the work. And well, that is based on a story of where you were probably going after it alone. So let's try something new. I also added in there that in case anybody's forgotten, the definition of insanity is tending to do the same thing 
over and over again, but suddenly magically expecting different results. So why do the same thing? Why show up the same way that you have every holiday season only to find yourself in the same point of maybe a little disappointment of questioning why you seem to be unable to make these changes. And again, that being wrapped up in a lot of fear, there's the other side of this of, well, what happens if it works? And I think people overlook that one. I think people assume that the fear is always coming from a place of I can't or I'm not capable. But I think there's also a fear of, well, what do I do once it does work? And how might that change my relationships with other people? How might that change my relationships both personally and professionally? How might that change the decision I make to go to the gym or to skip a certain menu item that I would overindulge in on Thanksgiving in the past or to say no to that third glass of wine? There's a fear in the success and there's a fear in, well, what if this does work. And I I think that's valid. I think we can say that a lot in our professional careers, but I think we can also say that a lot in what I see among the women who I work with, who are these very high achieving, successful individuals who have a tendency to put everybody else before themselves. And it's this major catch 22 because all of the things that they do and the qualities they possess in putting other people first or other priorities of ahead of who they are as individuals, make them great at all of the other roles in their lives. Like amazing actually at all of the other roles in their lives. But where we lack then is taking that same skill set and reapplying it back to ourselves. And that's so much of what I want people to accomplish inside of the fitness fix. And I know that because I am totally that person too. And that's why I built this program because it's centered on honestly the struggles that I've had and where I've really had to go deeper and look at some of the mental components versus the physical, some of the emotional components. I have personally a very emotional relationship with food. I'm totally a stress eater. I always have been. And it's not something that I've just been able to turn off with a flip of a switch. And it's something that when I get really busy, I tend to revert back to a lot of those patterns. But what's the difference? The difference now is five years later of some kind of macronutrient coaching, working with coaches in all capacities, personal trainers. I've had three over the course of the last five, six years, working in different gyms, adjustments to my lifestyle, working with multiple nutrition coaches. I've also had more than three of those in that time. I now have a skill set right in my back pocket that the minute I notice that a desire to stress eat is creeping up, I focus instead on, okay, what are the mechanisms? What can I do instead here? It's guaranteeing that I have food prepped. It's asking for help in getting food prepped. It's picking up different options, let's say from Whole Foods, like going to the salad bar there or purchasing a rotisserie chicken at the store so that it's not the snap decision because that's where I find that I get myself moving away from this person that I want to be. And it just takes a lot of work and it takes having conversations with a coach who is the person looking on the outside. A therapist can often do the same thing as well. They might not be focused specifically on food, but it usually manifests in food and our relationship to food or how we think about food or how we interact with food can be really telling of 
other parts of our mind, of other parts of our lives, of wanting to find control or feeling like we have a lack of control. And there's just a lot to unpack there. Simply wrapped up, I think that's what it really comes down to. And as a final point to all of this, if you're listening and you're saying to yourself, well, this is overwhelming and I know I have a lot of these changes to make and Krista, you sound unrealistic in telling me to just like zero in on one meal a day. Like how the hell could one meal a day get me closer to where I want to go? I'm pushing back on you to say, well, you haven't tried that approach yet. And it sounds scary and it sounds not doable. It sounds impossible to you because you've always thought that you had to do this huge overhaul. And I've been that person too. You've always thought that the reason why other diets worked well for you in the past when you did see results for some period of time was because you made these radical changes. But most importantly, I wouldn't have considered those diets that successful if you're back here right now today, identifying with everything that I'm saying and reconsidering your approach. Because I would make the argument that, well, then you have the tools and there's some other reason you're not using them. And chances are the reason you're not doing and using them is because your lifestyle changed. You've had significant events in your life that have impacted the way you work, the way your body operates, the way you just show up and navigate, show up in the world and navigate the world. So there's that piece of it, but there's also just a piece of reshaping success in terms of longevity. And that point goes all the way back to the conversation I had with this client where we were really talking through a plan as to how she's going to navigate the holidays this year and where I had such a proud coach moment with her was over the fact that she was like, you know what? You're right. I, I do define my success in that I'm now making decisions on a daily basis around how does food make me feel? That's huge. And that takes so much more work than six months or honestly, even a year. And the fact that she could recognize that in and of, in herself and notice that that's a change and a shift she's seen in her life. And she's focused on eating the foods that make her feel good, not just in the moment, but the next day and how she shows up in the gym the following day after that. Same thing goes around drinking alcohol or choosing to get an early night's sleep or carving out the time in her day to journal meditate. Again, all the different tools in the toolbox. That's how I know she's made massive changes in her life. And guess what? What's even cooler about the fact that she's made those massive changes is now we go into this holiday season and she's a badass. She's a badass because she has this huge toolkit that she didn't have before because she wasn't practicing it. She wasn't showing up every single day and making the hard choices, even if she wasn't making the hard choices every single day, because there's definitely moments where she wasn't. And that's perfectly okay. It's completely fine because we now are at a point where we can say to ourselves, we did this for like 60% of the time, but maybe if we just dial it up to 70% or 75 or even 90, if we're really, really committed and we're like, we're done, we're ready to make a change and we want to move forward, it's going to be that much easier for her because she has a year's worth of evidence where she did it enough of the time that yes, she is a significantly different person than she was before. And if that's not a reason to start to raise your hand to ask for help with a nutrition coach, I can't really think of a better one. And I want you to reflect on that as this episode wraps up. And again, going back to what I shared in the very beginning of this conversation, we're really excited to be able to offer nutrition coaching options at a bigger scale. 
I'm getting to a point where I just might have another coach come into the scene very soon and we're growing and it's amazing and I couldn't be happier. And one of the reasons that I couldn't be happier is because of the fact that this means we can help more people and that's what it's all about. So if you're ready, if you need that reason to make the commitment today, again, shoot me a message. You can fill out the application for the Fitness Fix one-on-one coaching program linked right down in the show notes. You can also reach out to me via Instagram. You can shoot me an email, whatever is the easiest thing for you to do, but don't wait. Because if you wait, you might convince yourself, oh, I just need more information or, oh, I need more time. You said that last year and you probably said that the year before that too. And you even heard this from me in my last three to four podcast episodes. So I'm going to keep hammering it home until I'm just playing on a loop in your head of this point right here. And it finally encourages you to take that next step and to take the leap. So wherever you're at in terms of like, let's talk about it on a scale of one to 10, maybe your desire to change is only at a five. That's okay too. But again, you can take that very small first step and you can just start collecting information. You can just start looking at it from a place of what can I do right now to collect this info so that going into 2023, I have that much more to work with. Now, before I completely wrap up the show, I did this morning on my Instagram stories, ask for a few Q&A questions, and I'd like to start to make this a regular thing. So as you, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you guys know that I am very quick at the end of my episodes to do a little lightning round with all of my guests. So I think we'll make this like the solo version of the lightning round. And every time we have feedback and questions from listeners, I'm going to pull them up. So we got two or three today that I really liked. And one of them was around collagen. So I'm going to start with that. So the question was, I'm curious about taking collagen on a daily basis. Is this just a trend or could it be beneficial? First and foremost, I'm by no means a collagen expert, and this is not going to be a rapid fire response. Um, But I will say this, it is definitely erring on the side of trendiness because I would argue that it's not the most bioavailable, meaning it's not the best source of protein for you to achieve the lean aesthetic that so many of us desire. So while it's great in terms of an option for you to maybe get like an extra five, 10 grams of protein, if I'm working with a client and I notice that this is his or her you know, 50 grams of protein, that's extreme, but even like 30 grams of protein are coming from collagen. I would say it's probably not worth it. Does it have benefits for your hair, your skin, your nails? thousand percent. So maybe ask yourself if you're looking to make improvements in that area, why not? So that's my response to that. My thoughts on that. Second question, are there any foods or supplements that can help with sore muscles and recovery? So In terms of supplementation, I would say that a really great supplement to work into your routine would be glutamine, but I think one of the most overlooked responses to this question and something that I know is a pain point for a lot of my clients, the magic bullet is just taking some freaking time off. And so many people I work with want to work out six days a week and they want to go hard six days a week. It's okay to not be sore and it's okay to intentionally, it's actually required if you want to achieve a certain physique. And I've learned this the hard way to take time for your muscles to recover. The best muscle recovery, the best quote unquote medicine for muscle recovery is definitely sleep, foam rolling, a little bit of stretching. If you sit a lot during the day, getting up from your desk. So I'd rather respond to this question and focusing on that. Let's see, we got one more. Another good one, moving away from the supplementation conversation. 
That is, what do you do? I'm going to assume this is for me personally, uh, to curb the post-dinner salty and sweet cravings. I love this question. We could probably do a whole podcast about this, but the reason I love this question is because I think it hits the nose in saying that if you notice you're consistently having those cravings, why don't we show up differently in the sense of instead of trying to stop them and curb them, because look at how this question was asked, why don't we lean into them a little bit? How can we do that effectively and still reach your fitness and nutrition goals? We can plan. If you know that about you, I have clients, I'm one of these people, I love ice cream. And I would happily have ice cream every single day for the rest of my life. And if you told me I could do that and also achieve the body composition goals I want, I'd be like, hell yeah, sign me up. And guess what? I'm here to tell you that you can. There are different food options that are a little bit lower calorie and maybe have quote unquote better macronutrients, meaning they can fit into your day a little bit better. So I'm a huge fan of Yasso bars. I would, the day that I could get a Yasso bar sponsorship would be the best day ever. Shout out to Yasso. If you don't go by them, you are missing out. I promise. They're Greek yogurt based ice cream, but they literally taste it. You wouldn't know it's Greek yogurt. They're so creamy. They're so good. They're literally like a hundred calories. They're very low in fat, which is why I find that it's a better alternative to some other ice cream options out there. Like, you know, a good old pint of Ben and Jerry's. And, um, I think that's where we make the mistake. If you want to have like something that's a little bit saltier, why not have pretzels, chips, whatever it is, but in a controlled way, like buying the single snack packs or portioning out a reasonable amount instead of eating things right out of the bag. I don't think it's a bad thing to have those cravings, but I would also make the point to ask yourself if this is so consistent, is there a possibility that you might have a deficiency in some other nutrients in your diet. It is kind of common when you're craving sweeter things that you might be lacking in magnesium and most of the population is actually lacking in magnesium. Um, that it's a supplement I recommend for many of my clients to take. It also helps with motility and with getting deeper, better quality sleep. So there's huge benefits to that. Really depends on the person though, but I'm sticking more with the camp of take the behavior approach and figure out, is this coming from a place of deprivation? Is this coming from a place of me telling myself I should not have this thing because I'm convinced that having this food or having this drink or having that snack is preventing me from getting my goals achieved? Well, it is if it's creating this overall caloric surplus in your entire day. So it's more of meeting yourself exactly where you are and again, stair-stepping those goals. So I love those Q&As. I had fun with that. And if you guys ever have questions, even if I don't do a formal poll or a drop of a Q&A on my stories, just shoot me a message and I'd be happy to kind of keep that going. I'm, I intend to keep it going as we roll through additional recordings of these solo episodes, but that was fun. So again, if you're ready for coaching, here's your sign. I couldn't scream it any louder than repeating it now four times throughout this podcast conversation. Don't wait, go for it, do it. I would be thrilled to work with you. I'm excited to welcome some new members into the Fitness Fix family. And if you're still not convinced and you want some access to additional free resources, I'm more than happy to share the recording from the masterclass that we had Monday, all around strategies for Thanksgiving. And if that's something you tend to struggle with over the holidays and you feel like you could use some tactical approaches to figuring out what to put on your plate, how to build your plate, adjusting for seconds, fitting in dessert, fitting in alcohol, wherever you feel like you get stuck, please send me a message and I will get you hooked up with that. And I'd be more than happy to share that resource with you. With that, this has been another incredible episode of the Fix Podcast. Don't forget, if it helped you in any way, please, please share it. 
And also love additional reviews on the show. It takes literally two seconds from whichever platform you're listening from to go ahead and tap the stars and throw a few likes up on it. Maybe put a comment if you're really feeling crazy. And it does help us get the show to more listeners, which would be amazing in our effort to try to help as many people as possible. From wherever you're listening from, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we will catch you guys next time.